I love you. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody, to Green Face. <laughs> I'm just blowing it. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm the Green Traveler from Gorsh. I forgot. I was just like, how do I open this? I'll just open it. <laughs> I am the Faceless Leode. Thanks for joining us again here on the couch. Uh, I think that's something you usually say. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. This Episode is 200. And I just lost it all. <laughs> On the couch. <laughs> it's like getting close to 300, I think. All right. Holy shit, man. Yeah. We're not uh, doing anything until like either 500, right? That's the big one. That's when we like... I guess so. Have a, a, big, a big affair. We'll yeah. announce that uh, we were... I don't know. That I was secretly a space alien and that you were secretly an amorphous blob person. So, uh, just so you know, I lost all of that. I didn't catch That's a fine. single word. It probably wasn't very good. <laughs> so, I'm keeping it all in there though because it's funny. We're uh, we're we're separated again by the internet. Lag is yeah. lag is real. Lag is happening. Yeah, and it's we're happening uh, we're powering today. through, babies. We're going to yeah. do it. All it's you it. lovely tater tots and couch potatoes and and die die couch cartofflins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to correct you on the pronunciation, then I remembered I failed German. So, (laughs) D-couch, D-couch kartoffelin. (laughs) Oh, why did I make it that way? But thank you, Delma. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's true. Now, if you're you're confused by those monikers and nicknames, uh, you listeners, you're just, uh, uh, is Tater Tots a level? Is that an actual level to it, make? It's booster seat tater tots. Yep. Okay. So then, send our normal listeners, the ones who are freeloading right now. I mean, I love you just as much as all They're of just you. Potatoes. But I'm just saying that the, yeah, the ones who aren't patrons, the ones who have not gone to Patreon.com/slash Green and Faceless, you're just potatoes. You're here with us. We're, yeah. we're all just sitting on a couch. It's nice. It's lovely. But, but if you, you could want to be real couch be a tater tot, you could be yeah. a booster seat tater tot and vote on episodes you can but if you want to be a real couch potato oh yeah then you can make recommendations too and listen to bangers and hash which is a new show that we do now yeah (laughs) it's a lot of fun over there so we just uh that's out of the way we got it we got our our obligated uh product placement out of the way go check it out we love you all thank you very much uh, but here we are with two Kids very movies. exciting uh, uh, movies. Yeah, yeah, we got some new new films. This is this is a stare go, right? That's what we're talking yeah, about. It's a, a stare go, a Disney stare. Been a while since we've had a stare go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do you see their which shield product do you see of theirs? Do you, do you see their? <laughs> we need to make the hocus pocus money, or do you see their continuation of the? We need to make live action remakes of all of our good animated films for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> Which one do you watch? So here, we're here uh, to answer that question. So okay, hocus pocus two. I asked Sarah, why didn't they wait until next year to do it? Because then it would be the twenty year anniversary. Because the first one came well, out in 93. Sense. That would make sense. Yeah, the 19 is a more powerful and important number. That's what I said. Horror. I said maybe uh, Stephen King was involved. 
And she said, uh, well, I do know that 2020 was supposed to be the last, the, the, the last full moon, the most recent full moon on Halloween. And the spell says it has to be a full moon. And I think that's what it was in 93, too. Um, oh, shit. So I think it was supposed to come out in 2020, but got delayed, obviously. That makes sense. Because even magic is affected by the pandemic. Let's be honest. It ruined everything. It ruined everything, man. But uh, my my honest question was, did the original one need a sequel? No. And especially well, after so long, with the only thing I remember uh, coming out in between those being a really crappy special. I don't even remember. It was not. It was not good, in my opinion. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm not a huge... You know, we mentioned it when we discussed Hocus Pocus. I'm not like a crazy big fangirl of the original Hocus Pocus movie. I watched it, I think, the first time when we reviewed it. I don't remember. I think think maybe I watched it beforehand. I can't remember. But, yeah, so I'm not like, I'm not the target audience for a sequel. You know, people mention a Hocus Pocus sequel. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I just now started watching it every Halloween because it's a fun film. But, like... You know, I'm not. I'm not like crazy uh, nostalgic. I'm not. I'm not nostalgic right. with it because it wasn't part of my childhood. So, so I uh, only watched it a few times more than you, really. But uh, it, it is a classic, and I don't think that it needed the sequel. The sequel didn't really add anything. I have a suggestion that I'll mention in my post, my closing statements. That is where uh, uh that I, th- I think there's some opportunity here but that's fair that's fair uh, this movie all it had to be was the return of the sanderson sisters and letting these three actors play these characters that they loved and it did do that but that's about i feel like all it did there were some parts where i i had a lot of fun with it but maybe we should talk about what happens in the film um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the the thing that I enjoyed the most was the introduction. The the yeah, first like five minutes versions that was good of themselves. And if the film had continued in that direction, following those version that those char- the version of those characters, because it begins mm-hmm. with them as kids, as as teenagers, right? I guess I guess they're supposed to be teenagers. Maybe that's what teenagers look like nowadays. I don't remember. But I like, think they're preteens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they're supposed to be pretty young. Well, I think because I thought have, I thought Winifred, I thought it was hers like sixteenth birthday or whatever, right? Was it? It might have been Winifred's, but the other two are much younger than them. Uh, I, well, at the very least, I feel like young Sarah was maybe ten. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just found it. Quite, yeah, they, there they make the acquaintance of Mother Witch, who gifts Winifred her magic book for her sixteenth birthday. So okay. like, yeah, Winifred's supposed to be a teen. I and, assume and, and that actor's a teen. Mary might I have no be idea. as well. I would say yes. But anyways, young Winifred is played by Taylor Henderson, and they give her the fake teeth to look like older yeah. uh, Winifred. Uh, young Mary is played by Nina Kitchen. Like, something happens midway through that she starts doing the weird uh, mouth gag that... Uh, the older character does. And then young Sarah is uh, played by Juju Journey Brenner. 
And yes. yeah, she, and she's very young. <laughs> and <laughs> when they do this like little circle thing, like it's it's like a spell that they didn't know was a spell. They they say thank soothing thoughts and they go around giving soothing thoughts and Winifred says something kind of evil and Mary says something's creepy and then Sarah says thoughts soothing (laughs) 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 and I thought yeah Yeah. they nailed what that character is supposed to be Uh, that's what I'm saying like I enjoyed I enjoyed the kids I thought they were great and I was like you know if this is the movie I'm all right with this. This is kind of funny. That would have been like fun. It's, it's an interesting, interesting idea to look at, you know, at them as a younger, you know, as kids or as teenagers yes. or whatever. Yeah. And, and then it cuts immediately to, you know, modern day where the actual That's story true. takes place. And I was immediately like, oh. Before oh, that no. happens, <laughs> that story that happens with them, though, that, I guess, first act or prologue, whatever you want to call it, they are banished from the from Salem by Reverend Trask and then when they are finally summoned the guy who plays Reverend Trask Tony Hall is also playing the mayor so they're like it must be a descendant i forget what his name is besides Mr. Mayor Trask Jeffrey Jeffrey okay yeah. well and Tony Hale of his... course is you know great and you know arrested development right. and so much other right. things like when I Such saw him as Reverend actor. Trask, I, though, I could not place him. I, I had to see him as the Yeah, mayor. I did not recognize him. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny. Really good character work. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, And I, I thought the mayor was a cute character, too, but also a lot zanier than most of the characters, besides maybe Gilbert. Like the, Yeah, the, the, mayor, the mayor was just a run-of-the-mill Tony Hale character. Like, it, he definitely, definitely. felt... A little off kilter with the rest of the movie, yeah. uh, but I mean, a, a lot of the movie just felt off kilter. So like, it, it's fine. He 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 fit sure. he fit the part of this film, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that I think I maybe liked it better than uh, our adult watch of Halloween Town. <laughs> that oh, yeah, that yeah, ruined that movie for me pretty bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I forgot. <laughs> This movie, it, you know, I think might be a little bit better than that still. But we follow, for the majority of the movie, the, the teenagers of the modern time, which is uh, Becca is the main character played by Whitney Peake. And her she has uh, a best friend, Izzy, played by uh, Belisa Escobedo. And uh, they are also... They used to be best friends with the mayor's daughter, Cassie, played by uh, Lilia Buckingham. But she's like, there's some tension and distance that's been growing between them ever since she's got been dating Mike. It's Mike, right, that she's dating? Um, I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, and that's uh, Froy Gutierrez. I'm sorry. I know I said that wrong. But Mike Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Thank you. Jesus. I took Spanish, too. And now you know why I jumped into German in the first place, because I was no good at Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyways, 
Uh, he is just the dumbest boy. <laughs> he really is. He really, really and I kind of really love it at this. Like, it's one of the more endearing parts. Yeah, because it's like there's there's just one moment where he's just like everybody's down and out. They're all like really um, exhausted, I'll say, and scared. And somebody points out that he's just an asshole, and he's like, "What? <laughs> I what? am." <laughs> Uh, yeah, you make fun of us all the time. Appreciation to people. I, I was just making conversation. Oh man, they like broke him. It was so funny. They really did. His whole perception of the world is just flipped. It really was that a good guy, moment. I was like, all right. Uh, I do. I ended up liking Mike quite a bit. Uh, it, honestly, from the first scene, he just was like, he does a. Freud did a really good job of playing the 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 dumb clown character, uh, yeah. Which you know is pretty much uh, Sarah's character too, Sarah Sanderson. Which the the adult versions, Winifred is Bette Midler, Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker, and Mary is Kathy Najimy Najimy. I don't remember how to say it. I think Najimy. Uh, so. They're all back, and uh, you know they—they they, you could tell that they're loving it at the very least. That I feel like sure. they are, uh, but I feel I like they were having fun, but I don't feel like they really wanted to be there. Maybe at the very least, there's definitely some inconsistencies in the film where I think they just said, "Okay, go in here, and you guys ad lib," and when you switch to the yeah. other angle. There's more dialogue, which is similar to the previous dialogue, but a little bit different. Uh, for example, they go to CVS or Walgreens and they Walgreens, say, this yeah. isn't your mother's apothecary. And then they switch angles and says, no, not your father's apothecary. <laughs> it's like, okay. And I think it's both Bette Midler that says both lines. So, yeah, there's definitely yeah. a lot of that. There's a lot of... The editing is really strange. Another thing I did not like was the singing in this one. Because, like, it just comes out of left field. And it really just felt like, uh, like, I feel like they did, I feel like they did the first cut and there was no music at all. And they showed it. Maybe. And the producers were like, now, now hold on a second. There, there's no music in this. There's got to be music that's in the first one. They got to sing. And so he was just <laughs> like, oh, okay. And so then they have like a couple of singing moments that they just like shoehorned into there, and they're like, "Okay, uh, now it's in there. Now it's good. Yes, now it's good." And it's now like, it's I, good. I don't but know, also, just... could could they fly on Roombas? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, I like that. Like they have to, they have to like use modern day cleaning equipment. I like that. That's smart. That's smart. <laughs> and the director's just I like, don't... "Fuck." <laughs> I don't. They were. Uh... <laughs> A CVS, right? And Walgreens. Winifred found a broom. A Walgreens. Whatever. <laughs> <They were there. laughs> Winifred found a broom there. Yeah, yeah. Why she found wasn't one. there more brooms in stock? <clears throat> I don't understand. I think, that what did, what did uh, Sarah find? Sarah was on a broom too, right? She was uh, on a Swiffer. A Swiffer mop. A Swiffer, that's right. Yeah, yeah. A in fact, they, <laughs> so it shot stupid. like bubbles out behind it. It was. That was the, that, I hated that. There was one yeah, part with the, with the Roombas that I liked. And that was the last part with them. 
They came into the story. They affected the story. They came when they came really into good. the story. I thought it was funny. Everything other than that, I thought was stupid as hell. <laughs> well, it, it was also dumb just because of how she was like floating on them because it looked like she like the um, Kathy Najimy was about to fall off of them at any possible yes. moment because yes. it looked like she was just teetering on some wires. Like her yes, hands were just held up, and she's just like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck," you know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It looked really weird. <laughs> But it's not for me. I gotta strongly stress it when whenever I talk about this film because I've had a lot of people ask me what I thought about it, and the first thing I've told all of them is, I have to admit, it's not for me. This yeah. isn't my. This isn't a film for me. This is one of those like critique movies where I just had to take a step back and be like, I knew I wasn't gonna have all the fun with this, <laughs> but is it worth it for everyone else? And that's the thing is like I I think the Roomba and the know. the Swiffer I think people will find fun like humor out of it i think they will yeah. laugh at it because it I is do funny too i did laugh at it but because i thought it was just way too ridiculous and the yeah. also the <clears throat> the special effects it, it are awful in that film and this movie had to have yeah. a good budget like i think what you said happened happened there was a lot of changes made I think that, yeah, I think somebody walked on in and was just like, hey, now hold on a second. We got to change everything here. Dude, yeah. Wikipedia doesn't even show what its budget was. Jeez. Uh, so conspiracy. Conspiracy. I'm calling it. Anyhow, uh, let's bring in Gilbert. Gilbert uh, owns a magic shop, which is in the Sanderson sisters' house. Um, and he's played by Sam Richardson. And, uh, he gifts a magical candle that he made himself to Becca for her 16th birthday for her awakening, because that's when witches awaken their powers. And nice. so they go out to their special place in the uh, Forbidden Woods, which is a sacred place for witches, unbeknownst to the, the, this trio. And they light the candle. And because it's Halloween and they're vir and she's a virgin, and the full moon's out. She summons the Sanderson sisters back. And they again <laughs> have a one day, uh, well, one night until the sunrise uh, to devour the souls of children to survive. There we go. Yep. That's, and then they Good immediately plot. break into song. And that was that 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 song I minded a little bit less, even though it wasn't a good song, uh, because they you know they're they're excited to have broken out and there's these fun interjections from becca and izzy why it's going on like they're like are yeah. they singing what the fuck's going yeah, it's on not, it's not bad <laughs> it's just weird it felt like it should have been in the broadway version of this right yeah, yeah. it was weird yeah. it's just yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about it it's just i gotta back off of it and be like you know not for me what I did love, the stuff I did enjoy, okay. I'll say this. I, again, I loved the beginning. I thought the, the kids were fun. I think that was a very interesting idea. And I was like, oh, more of that, please. That'd be fun. More of them yeah. as kids. Uh, I, I Even though the ending is very wishy-washy, I do appreci appreciate the message. I thought it was mm -hmm. dumb as hell, but I appreciated the message. <laughs> it, was, it was a bit silly, but I also, yeah... I did think that Bette Mittler 
did the best that she could with the the script that she was given. She yeah. put a lot of emotion into it, and I appreciate that. Uh, but it was kind of silly. It was a a one eighty for the character, a complete one eighty. Oh, huge, huge one eighty. Made no fucking sense. Yeah. Not at all for the movie. Yeah. And like one eighty, like almost they, they, a three sixty. Maybe it was a three sixty. Like she went back to her youth, and that's what they were. You know, she's like, oh, it's always been about. Ooh. Me. Yeah. It's full circle. I like it. Full You're circle. making it work now. Nice. <laughs> You're making, yeah, I like it. Good job. Good job. I like Way to go. That's what we do here. We find the positives here on Green and Faceless. That's right. <laughs> and plenty of the negatives. Uh, and plenty of the negatives. What I really loved, though. I'm getting oh, yeah, there. Yeah. Give, me, give me the love. The, the one thing give I really enjoyed was the one cast member we haven't talked about yet. Who is Doug Jones playing William Billy Butcherson? Oh, right. A, uh, yes, he's a dead corpse. That's he. He's raised from the grave uh, to cast this a, a specific spell. He's supposed. To, he's a former lover of Winifred's, right. or so she says, or so history. Or so says. she says, <laughs> or so history says. Yeah, even when he like goes to uh, to uh, contradict it, Gilbert's like. No, everybody knows that you dated her, and he's yeah. like, "I one kiss, one kiss in the glen, or whatever." <laughs> yeah, he was just like, "That's it. It was nothing more than that." Oh, poor guy, <laughs> and and he's like, I, "That's the stuff I loved. I loved the humor with with Billy, and I mainly yeah. because I love Doug Jones. I've been a huge fan of Doug Jones since Pan's Labyrinth when he was the the creepy eye." hand oh. thing um he was also the the amphibious man in shape oh, of water yeah. and abe abe from uh hellboy yeah, that was him yep um that was him he's done well. a lot of other stuff i didn't know that yeah. he did both so he so basically guillermo just wanted to give him uh, a role just for him that's where the shape of water came from he just looks good as as an amphibious man. Yes, he is. he does have a very uh, unique gaunt face. And I mean, I just I, I just remembered when I saw him in I think it's Pan's Labyrinth, right? Isn't that the one where he has the hand, right. the eyes in his hands? Yes, and it's it's really yes. creepy. Like I remember looking that actor up because I really loved how well he acted with his fucking hands. Like you, it really felt like those things fucking saw you, and. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like he, he he's been a great character actor in regards to like creepy monsters and stuff. And this one he mm. actually got to fucking speak and he got to deliver yeah. hilarious lines <laughs> and he was great and I fucking loved it. You nailed it, Doug Jones. I fucking love you, man. Like, <laughs> shout out to that guy. It was a silly <laughs> role though. Like it was there's a silly this whole role. bit where him and uh Billy go uh, he is Billy rather. Uh, and Gilbert go to like the carnival <laughs> and they're trying <laughs> to find the ingredients for this potion. It's ridiculous. Uh, Just and ridiculous. They have like a little friendship that starts to brew. Yes. But it's yeah. also like betrayed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, but my closing statement on it is that it's not for me. I fully acknowledge that. I think the people who enjoy Hocus Pocus will enjoy this one. And so, you know, go ahead. Um, watch it, enjoy it. Uh, it probably won't live up to the original for you. You might be a little like probably let down, not. but like you'll still enjoy it. I think. I don't think many people will be disappointed by it because um, yeah, you can get everything I you wasn't want. Necessarily disappointed. I, I I thought it was better than it could have been. 
That's for sure. But I also thought mm-hmm. it could have been better. It's your closing statement, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. But I, I just give it two and a half stars. You know, it's 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 not for me. It was exactly what I thought it would be, and that's fine. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. So I guess I give it a face. It's okay. There's some things that I enjoyed from it. Uh, but there was a lot that I thought was just kind of silly and unnecessary. Uh, you know, they, they really try to pull for the gags in this one. And I just thought, like, that the jokes in the old one were so good. Like, to just done similar humor, which they did. But they just add, threw a whole bunch of stuff on top of it. Bless you, bless you, bless you. And with Thank all the God's powers <laughs> in all the universes. Um, so... I do want to say that I think there's an opportunity with the three young characters that were introduced in the modern times. Like, right. I, but you gave me an idea uh, uh, that kind of furthered on this idea. What I was going to suggest is Disney Plus could very easily make a show with these three teens and their new coven. And, you know, do a, a modern witch thing. That always, almost always sells. If they get good writing behind it, right. it could work. Yeah, uh, it's just like Young it Charm. Could double, yeah, like Young Charm, exactly. But they could double up the story and tell it side by side in Old Salem with the Sanderson sisters as those young uh, actors. I think that could work too. Yeah, I think so. Hire us, Disney. Hire we'll us, content. Disney. We're smart thinkers. Yeah, we'll shill out for you. <laughs> You can have my ideas for Mun Muns. I need the Mun Muns. Give me the Mun Muns. Dude, those sneezes gave me like instant headaches. That was crazy. I am so sorry. <laughs> well, let's take a soda pop okay. break then. Let's and take it. Let's take it. Yeah, maybe you'll be able to help your head a little bit. All right, take we'll be right back. Take caffeine to the noggin. I love you. You know what pisses me off the most about the Super Mario Bros. trailer. I actually haven't checked it out yet. What was that? You haven't watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet. I've, I've oh man, it's awful. It while Doom scrolling. It's awful, man. It's awful. The first half is beautiful. I love the first half of that trailer because it's just Bowser being Bowser and it's Jack Black as Bowser and that's fucking great. But then like <clears throat> Chris Pine comes in and he's like he doesn't have a voice. He's just Chris Pine. You know, and it's just he's like that just seems Pratt, weird coming out of Mario. Sorry, yeah, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. No, you're right, you're right. I get them mixed up. They're sorted in the same slot, because it's just crispy names. <laughs> <laughs> crispy names. They're crispy names. Crispy. They're tater tots. They're <gasps> we never knew they were patrons all along. <laughs> that would be nice, but they better be in but the no. couch cartopolis. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you can afford it. <laughs> Fucking stars. <laughs> No, what pisses me off the most about that trailer, though, is at the very end of it, just to spoil this, Mario says, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. And I'm like, motherfuckers, it's Mario. It should be Mushroom Kingdom, let's go. Like, yeah, it pisses me off. Or if they're not going to do the accent, he should still say, let's go. You know, maybe just do it like, you know, as the gamers do. Mushroom Kingdom, let's fucking go! <laughs> yeah. Something. Like, I don't know, it's just... He could even go, let's 
Uh, go! That seems like a new <laughs> Let's liar. Let's <fuck> go! <laughs> no, what also pisses me off is Pinocchio. We're back, right? I assumed. I, I think assume we're back. back. Yeah. I'm keeping that in, right? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Let's but see. Pinocchio. Not to be confused with the other Pinocchio movie coming out this year. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is also doing his own Pinocchio uh, adaptation. Um, I think his is animated, right? Like uh, Maybe. I don't know. I only assume I that remember. because this one is titled Pinocchio 22, 2022 live action film on Wikipedia. It's like I, I assume Guillermo's must be animated. Because it's maybe. also coming out this year, I believe. Like, I think it's coming out in December or something. Bold. Bold, Guillermo. Bold. Very bold. Actually, I want to find out. I want to find out while we're here. Maybe Pinocchio, rather, Disney didn't have very much faith in this project. And they thought if they put it out the same year, like sneak it out the same year, like this high-end movie's out, then they could get away with it. And maybe even people would confuse it. For their movie, it looks, it looks so adorable. I just, I just oh, see its poster, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's their Pinocchio. It looks so cute. Ah, oh, Guillermo del Toro, you're such a wonderful man. I assume it's gonna be great. I assume it's gonna do what this one could not do, which is deliver upon the story, Dude. in some new fashion. Because this one, this one does, this one just feels so fucking stale, oh. like. Yeah, oh, it's claymation-y. Yeah, the Guillermo's is, yes. Guillermo's looks yeah. awesome. The one we're we'll talking about to today, talk Robert Zemeckis's, that. that's not... Yeah, it definitely, definitely. Robert Zemeckis's, though, is not claymation-y. Robert Zemeckis's <coughs> live action. It's the next... I put down in my notes, it's the next victim in Disney's greedy remake madness. Because, <laughs> you know, they've been remaking all their, their animations as live actions. But they're doing it in the weird way, which is that they're still mostly animated. <laughs> like, and, and there are parts yeah. of this movie that Especially really bother Lion me. Lion King. Lion King pissed me off so much that they kept on calling it Lion King right. live action. It's like, there's not a single live thing in there. Not even the backdrops. You guys made them on the computer. It's animated. Right. It's, <laughs> it's frustrating, man. I, I feel your frustration. It's very annoying. And like it, I, I I haven't like really enjoyed. I've enjoyed some of them. That's true. There are there are some of them that I've enjoyed. Yeah. But it's enjoyed with an asterisk. It's an enjoyed right. where it's like, For yeah, I liked it. This kind of movie. Most likely, yeah, I'm most likely going to watch the original instead and forget this one ever existed. That's that's the right. asterisk. Some of them have been absolutely trash, but this this one I will say, since we're not talking about those other ones, this one is just. It's it's that it's fine asterisk it's fine, but I'm gonna forget about it and just watch the fucking animation <laughs> because it's literally just the fucking animation. Yeah, it doesn't bring anything they, new except for one fucking character, and she's wonderful. She's actually the only thing uh, I enjoyed about this. Sabine and also what's the actual character's name? Uh, Fabiana. Fabiana. Yeah. Uh, Sabine. So Fabiana works for Shamboli. And uh, is one of the puppeteers, and she controls Sabina. Yeah, she used to be a ballerina. Pinocchio's in love with. Um, I mean, she yeah, broke she her leg or something. Yeah, I don't know. 
She's she's wearing. The movie doesn't a, spend enough time on her. She's the only thing no, I fucking cared about because she's the only like, thing that felt different. Everything else is just like a frame for frame remake. Yeah, like they they updated some things. Uh, like I like the blue fairy. I thought they were slightly more of a character uh, portrayed by Cynthia Erivo. And you know, I I didn't dislike Tom Hanks as Geppetto. I no I, no I didn't I didn't yeah. hate the acting. The acting's actually good. <clears throat> like uh, even Pinocchio, he's voiced by Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. That's good. He does a good job. And twice in the same week. And and Jiminy Cricket is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I <laughs> I quite enjoyed J- <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um. Another thing I loved, trying to keep the positivity of the last movie we talked about, is uh, whenever whenever Jiminy jumps, they had a little cricket sound. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, uh, that was cute. I really like that addition. So they also, I thought there are some like small things that I loved, like small little details that they added on, which basically just made it a longer movie. And yeah. Some of that is giving Geppetto more of a backstory. Like, he had a wife and a son. And um, yeah, yeah. He, he would always make his wife uh, a cuckoo clock. And, and then, you know, now they're both gone. Her, his son, I don't know, some, some way, somehow yeah. passed away. And so did his wife. I, who knows how long ago. But people are trying yeah. to buy his beautiful cuckoo clocks, but he won't part with them. I do, I do like that. It gives a sad credence to why he has so many fucking clocks on the wall. I do, I yeah. did appreciate that. That yeah. was nice. Yeah, it was very nice. And I, I uh, thought that that really, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that they could have played on that a little bit more. Like, I don't want to give away what mm-hmm. happens with that because it really is only one other plot point. Um, but I wish that there was a little bit more to that. Like, they could have had, like, Pinocchio right. break one. Like, all the mischief that Pinocchio gets in is the exact same mischief that he gets in in, in the in the movie. Yeah, like, exactly. In the original. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah, they, they, have, they have the classic, you know, Geppetto sells all of the clocks so he can buy a boat to go find Pinocchio. Okay. So, like, that that is the only thing they add to it. That was the other plot point. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's just, it's still not, it doesn't add, there should have been one more, you know, there should have yeah, been something in between, like, as yeah. you said, like, he should break one or something, you know. Yeah, and then maybe Geppetto makes Pinocchio one after that, like, to say, hey, I'm sorry, like, yeah. this one, this one's yours, let's put it over the desk that you sleep on, or whatever. Oh, he sleeps <laughs> yeah, in a drawer, yeah. that's right. <laughs> sleeps in a drawer next to Geppetto's bed. <laughs> And, and, you know, uh, if you don't know the story of Pinocchio, real quick, Geppetto wishes upon a star, puts the body, or puts the spirit of a real boy into a, a, a wooden puppet. Not, not necessarily, but fuck it. That's, that's how it goes here. And boy, real dumb. Boy doesn't have a conscience. He, uh, you know, he's just like, I'm a wooden toy. You know, he's like, he's got to figure oh. shit out. He, you know, he's got to learn. He's got to learn. It, yes, he does. But yeah, Blue Fairy assigns Jiminy Cricket to be the boy's conscience. And Jiminy uh, thinks he's up to the task, but he's kind of a bad conscience, let's be fucking honest. <laughs> like, he sleeps like in he day ch- one. <laughs> That's true. He did sleep in day one. 
Uh, but every every time from there, he's trying to catch up. You know, it, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, like I never really thought about it in this way until right now. But the story with the cricket being the conscience lagging behind this little boy kind of is a great metaphor for uh, a, a person growing up and learning right from wrong for themselves. Like the, mm. the, the little voice that tells you maybe you shouldn't do that it does get louder and louder. It gets closer and closer. And then you kind of uh, become friends with it at a certain point because you're like, yeah, I want to be a good person. So yeah. I never really thought of it that way. And I'm sure that that's the intention that uh, Walt Disney had, anyways. I don't. Jiminy Cricket's not necessarily the 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 um, conscience in the book, right? He just gets smashed. I don't think so. He, he yeah, he <laughs> is. There is a cricket character, but he's not. Yeah, exactly. And and that's one exciting thing about Guillermo del Toro's is his is going to be about the book, like nice. not so much the Disney parody it's it's more off of that carlo Collodi book um so that's you know that's what it's going to do it's going to bring something new to the table i hope yes you know we're going to see a different a different take on the same version basically this the disney version uh, in every single interpretation since yeah since the 40s it's always the same and this one's not this one's no better because you know right after right after jiminy's assigned He's late on day one. Pinocchio goes out, gets a little bit corrupted by Honest John, voiced by Keegan Michael yep. Key. And who's with Honest John? What's the other guy's name? Uh, well, I I don't I don't think that he said anything. I think it's Hector. Right, Hector. He's a cat, something like that, right? He's a silly, <laughs> silly, silent cat. Yeah. Um, um, but I don't remember. But they didn't see. I don't think they sang an actor's life for me, and that's the best part of Honest John. But truly, though, he did. Keegan Michael he Key did. was the perfect voice. Oh, he did. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, I think they picked the right casting though for Honest John because the voice is exactly as I remember the cartoon. To be frank, and it's just Keegan oh, yeah. Michael Key being Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, it is wonderful. And you know he corrupts he corrupts uh, Pinocchio enough that yeah. when Jiminy comes back in there and, and writes Pinocchio and Pinocchio is scolded by society, he immediately turns right back to Honest John and being like, "Okay, I'll try your method now." Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and that's and that's when he meets Stromboli and gets and gets fucked into a world of hurt when he learns yep. that the the real world is tough, man, and and Geppetto. <laughs> not knowing where uh, Pinocchio went, Geppetto gets lost trying to find him. Yeah, that's that's the story, you know. You, you, you most likely have seen Pinocchio. So this one, if 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 you enjoy Pinocchio so much and just want to see the exact same story in the exact same way, here you go. This one will it's right yep. up your boat. You'll be really proud. It's right up your alley. <laughs> if you love the Disney Pinocchio and want to see it again. Even the same animation on the character. Like, they didn't change the character design at all. Nope. Why? Nope. I don't it's, know. It's really he sad. He could have like man. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but they didn't do that. Yeah. It literally it literally was a, a, you know, we are on a limited budget from COVID and everything. What's something quick and easy we can make? Oh, 
a frame for frame remake of Pinocchio. Let's okay. do it. And Robert Zemeckis, he always delivers, so we're gonna hire him. And you know who always accompanies Robert Zemeckis for every project? That's Tom Hanks. That's right, man. So we're bringing him back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Tom's all over Except this. Except for Back to the Future. He was not part of that. Oh, yeah, that's true. He was there. He's probably doing something else. That was the reason. That was the reason I think. Oh, oh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That was the one. He was supposed uh, to be in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but he turned it down. And then after, I think it was that one, where after that he was like, all right, whenever Robert Zemeckis offers me a script, I'm saying yes from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's how he got roped in. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Luke Evans is in this, I guess. Oh, yeah. Really? Who was he? Uh, he the coach, the coach driver. Oh yeah, uh, for the um, ah, for to to Paradise Island. He was Pleasure Island kids. Yeah, Pleasure, Pleasure Island. Island. Yeah. You know, I do. I did actually enjoy Pleasure Island. I thought that carried enough creep cool. factor. Like you know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's got to be good. that's got to be spooky. And and True. they did a good job. I like the. Uh, the the creepy guy coming up from under the docks to offer them food and drink or whatever I, I thought that was kind of really eerie and I, I enjoyed that a lot yeah but it reminded me of an inside joke for us Beals deals oh yeah yeah sure did there's <laughs> no explanation for that you'll just have to wonder potatoes nope. sorry someday it might be part of a D and D show who knows <laughs> <laughs> who knows. All right. No, well, I'm ready for I closing think, statements on yeah. Pinocchio. It's the same story. What? How? How much can we actually say about it? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, and, and for that reason, it feels pretty heartless, pretty soulless. I still give it two and a half stars because not bad. It's just the exact same story. It still works. Right. You know, if you haven't seen the original Pinocchio and you're like, if you wanted to like, maybe you want to be like, ah, I want to get my kids to watch it, but they don't really sit down for the older animations. Right. Well, here you go. This is, this is an option yeah. for you. You know, maybe they'll it be does, more excited with something live action. That, you know, for that era, Pinocchio had quite a bit of oomph uh, to it. Yeah. I feel like, uh, but this one is a little bit more oomphier. I will give it that. However, it did nothing yeah. new. I guess I still give it a face. I didn't. That's it was fair. okay. There's things I liked. I liked the stuff between Pinocchio and Geppetto. Uh, you know, I, that felt a little bit more of like a bond, and that's probably thanks to Tom Hanks. But it, well, obviously, because <laughs> he's either it's fucking Tom. He's Hanks. either holding the block <laughs> of wood, or there's nothing there at all. <laughs> right. And he's, you know, uh, the one thing I really, really, really absolutely hated was at the end when pinocchio and geppetto meet again when they're when they're sailing across the ocean yeah. towards each other well pinocchio is jet skiing but that doesn't matter <laughs> that's right um <laughs> it's really annoying because geppetto asks pinocchio where have you been and pinocchio literally yes. i'm not kidding you spends the next minute and a half i know describing the entire plot of the film you just watched it's like, yeah. No. No. Do not do that in your film ever. That was so <laughs> annoying. It was so stupid. And it was all for one silly joke for Geppetto to be like, whoa, that's more adventure than I've had in a day. 
And it's like, yeah. motherfucking Geppetto, you just literally sold everything your entire <laughs> life and went out into a boat on the ocean to find a kid that made a wood. You've had an exciting day, you dumb motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it did feel like a Tom Hanks uh, joke, though, for some reason. It, yeah, it really worked. Like, he definitely sold it, but the, yeah. have to, having to sit a minute and a half for the punchline yeah, and for yeah. that to be the punchline, I was just like, oh. God damn it. <laughs> so out of these two movies that we, I would say neither of us really cared for, uh, which one wins? Oh, I did I say did yeah, I do my closing statement? I might not. Yeah, have. yeah, you gave it a face and everything. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, then uh, it's lost. <laughs> Pinocchio lost. <laughs> To Hocus Pocus too, I think it's yeah, it's uh, it's a very tough decision because yeah, yes, is. this is a stay or go, but it also kind of works as a genre smackdown for fantasy youthful films that yeah, you know, the Green Traveler is not really the target audience for, so it's really hard for me. <laughs> it's a very niche genre, <laughs> but I, I guess I have to give it to Hocus Pocus too. But honestly, yeah. neither of these films I was like it really antsy for. Really, yeah. I think that I would say go watch the original Pinocchio over the live action, and I would say no, Hocus Pocus didn't need a sequel, but you get to see Bette Midler and the gang do it again. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't like taint the feeling of the no. original at all. It, it pretty much gets that mostly okay mostly right yeah so like yeah, yeah. good job hocus pocus too happy halloween everybody happy Woo! halloween <laughs> oh, don't don't summon the sanderson sisters and don't lie about being a bad puppet you know what you should have honestly what the whole message of hocus pocus 2 really is is don't be a virgin you know don't be there. a virgin. Like, <laughs> go out there, express yourself, find out what you like, uh, tell yeah. lies, and <laughs> step on crickets. I think that's been the show. It's true. It's all true. I'm the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leone. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.